his dribble jersey. It was on myself. It was on myself. <laughs> Jeremy Davidson. Hello. Or should I say Johnny Wishbone? Ah, oh, dear. <laughs> Someone has been Googling. <laughs> well, Busy I, Googling. Well, I didn't know anything about you. What was it you said before? Usually the people you have on here have a career. That's right. My first question to you yeah. is who cancelled? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've just run out of celebrities. Oh. My mate Jazzy used to be in the Snowdroppers. Hello. A blues rock band of considerable repute. Now he's in JD and the Hunger Men. Zero repute. <laughs> Most importantly, though... Mm. Jeremy is one of the co-hosts of Careless Wispod, which is, I'm going to admit it, it's a good podcast. Oh, there you go. And they take pop songs. Is it, is it your policy to make them just 80s pop songs or is that just because that was the golden no, time? No, I think it's just because that was the golden era yeah. for, for me and Gary. Yeah. You know, I think because we grew up with all of that stuff on the charts. Like we have got a lot of stuff there. Like we love pop music and all. All its forms, like old stuff too, like 50s, yeah. 60s, soul and doo-wop and all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, we, we bonded over sort of our love of Phil Collins and, and, and all that kind of stuff. You can hear that we love it because we genuinely do. Because I think you do take you and your co-host Gary yeah. and to look at you, to, to you look wouldn't at, go. To look at Gary especially, yeah. 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 <laughs> you wouldn't actually go. I think Gary appeared on Brown Cardigan once. <laughs> he did. And, yeah, yeah. Um, Holding some broccoli from memory. <laughs> some errant broccoli. <laughs> yeah, he'd be BH in The Hunger Men, broccoli holder. Uh, but you wouldn't look at you both and go, pop music podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's because it's at least 50%. A dick jokes podcast. <laughs> and you have to respect. That. Oh, you've you've given it away now. You've you've uncovered our secret. secret. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what, what, do you, what, what do you want to call it? I know, like dick joke podcast. DJ yeah. DJP. <laughs> DJ DJ, DJ in the hunger joke dick in the hunger man. <laughs> that was my nickname. That's what my first wife called me. Yeah. Oh, nice. I will say <laughs> first up that nah. this. And we'll discover the name in in a second. Yeah. This is there's a lot of not nice stuff in this, and so I'm just gonna say, as I sometimes do, if you're in a bad space and you don't like a lot of bad things happening mm. to women or hearing about them, go outside. Maybe, yeah. Go for a walk. Yeah. It's um, a lot of this stuff. It's very prurient, isn't it? Like it's like a car crash. You, you sort of don't want to, but you can't look away. You that's know? true crime in a nutshell. Yeah, that's true that's crime in a nutshell, right? So, Who are we talking about, Jay-Z? Tell me your stupid name. Tell me your stupid name. He's got a sweet name. That's all I remember. <laughs> I love it. Is it DeVernon? DeVernon Legrand. DeVernon Legrand, yes. That's a... Do we, so do we actually fun. know if that's a, a, a real it name? It is his legitimate name. That is a real name. Okay. And before we get into the bad stuff, yeah. I just want to get into his look. Yeah. It's it's a strong look. This, he, are people still saying swag? Because bucket falls. Um, yeah. He, he, he kept it, he very obviously um, kept it in his pocket. Swag in his pocket. Oh, mate. And in his style, he was kind of like Little Richard, but it, with that's a That's actually a great description. Yeah. Like he had the, the, the sort of coiffed hair. Yeah. The sort of. Little Richard, the Brooklyn version. 
little wait, Richard, where was little Richard? Little from? Richard the psychopath. That's right. Oh, LRTP. <laughs> Um, we love we love an acronym on, is, on is, Do you think uh, Davernon is the the most pimpinest kind of subject you've had? I think if there's, I think he is the pimpinest so far. Yeah, mostly because he was kind of legitimately a pimp. Well, yeah. <laughs> maybe <laughs> and, that had to do with the fact that he was one. Yeah, and an extremely snappy dresser. Mm. And this dude drove a cream-coloured Cadillac. Yeah, but he that had a right. bar in it. He did. He he looked like a musician. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he really did. And do you know what he was as well as being a snappy dresser? He was an, a piece of shit. Yeah, and I was about to say an utter psychopath. <laughs> I reckon if we start with the least illegal thing he did, which was... That haircut. <laughs> oh, I don't know if that's the least <laughs> that's illegal. illegal. <laughs> I think he might have killed some endangered species for that hairpiece. Can, can I Can I ask, before, before we delve mm, deeper, mm. like at what point... Um, and you are the expert. You have written, you've That's written true. a book. Yeah. But I am going to ask you, mm. as the expert, at what point uh, does cult stop and just murderer begin? I think De Vernon Legrand represents that blurry that line. Bl- <laughs> that sweet, sweet blurry <laughs> line. So he's born in 1924 in North Carolina. Yeah, represent. Uh, I don't think you... I've I've never As been the there. The epitome of white guy <laughs> can say represent right after I say born in 1924 in North Carolina. No, I'm just saying that in 1924 in North Carolina, mm. where he where he, I'm certain he would have been representing at that time. That's right. Thank you so much for clarifying. Yeah, um, he claimed he was ordained in 1954 on Long Island. He also claimed he got a doctorate in psychology and theology from an unnamed institute in Newark. 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 Uh, but I think... <laughs> yeah, take... you... I don't know about you, but I think he might have been telling Porky Pies. I don't think he's altogether trustworthy, <laughs> knowing what you and I know. No, now. Yeah, yeah. But still, his nickname was Doc. Like the dwarf or the old guy in Back to the Future movies. Right. I, because he had a doctorate, according to himself. Uh, according to himself. Yeah. I suppose he moved into sort of more medical-based practices Oh, later God. That's, that's a harbinger. So with his apparent ordainment, ordainosity, it doesn't matter, he started the, okay, I have a thing that nobody that names a religious group mm. can ever think of an interesting name. And this is Try to Stay Awake, okay. the St. John Pentecostal Church of Our Lord. Wake up, Jezzy. Thank you. No, sorry. Uh, this, is the, yeah, this is the murder and rape version of the Wiggles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the headquarters was a four-story townhouse at if you live anywhere near there, take me to your compound. Two hundred and twenty-two Brooklyn Avenue. I got a lot of the information 
all over the place. There's not heaps. No, so there's not a lot. My apologies for making you research something for which the research material I'm, is not I'm there. I'm super. You gave me a shit one. The main article that I love that goes into a lot of folksy detail is on uh, crime reads, and it's called "A Preacher, a Scam, and a Murder in Brooklyn" by Sarah Weinman, and I like her description of. De Vernon Doc Legrand, which is dressed by day in flowing black robes and by night in maroon jackets, ascot scarves, and gold trousers. Fuck. There needs to be more gold trousers. Yeah, I was about to say, it's they're hard to track down now. Although perhaps he ruined gold tra- trousers for everybody. Nah. No, well, no, 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 so he is. No. <laughs> well, they're about Tori. So he's set up this fake church in Brooklyn. What was the name of the church again? Don't. It was the St. John Pentecostal Pentecostal Church of Our Lord. I want to talk about that for a little minute. I want to talk about how you come up with that. I want to talk about... How do you pick the saint to start with? What I'm saying is why... Did someone say that they got a, a, a doctorate in what, what was psychology it, and theology? Psychology and theology. Why didn't you just tack on a BA in marketing at the end of that? Do you know what I mean? Because obviously <laughs> that would have been the one obvious lie. You know what I mean? But it's like, also because, why oh, pick... what, do, what do we call it? Oh. Uh, <laughs> why didn't you? What call... are we? Saint Saint John. But it was like Saint John, the patron saint of Soul Glow. <laughs> Is that um, is that this episode's T-shirt? The yeah. pa- patron saint of Soul Glow. Soul Glow. Yeah. That's your Soul Glow. Sexual chocolate. So so they start when they got St. John. I, I wish I was – my biblical studies were a bit better as I could, could sort of know who St. John was. But it's sort of like they petered off at the end. You know so what I mean? So you're saying it should have been St. Peter? No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yes. Paul, Mary, could have been any of them. Um, Pentecostal is like... Mm. Pentecostal is that. And then my favourite bit is of of the Lord or of God. Of our Lord. Of our Lord. At the end it's like, oh, it needs something. Yeah. Elle. It needs something, you know. Um, what it needs is some fake nuns. That's sick. Wait! Because this is the bit. Remember about three hours ago when I said the least illegal thing he did? So DeVernon would drive around in his caddy, in his gold pants, in his big car with the bar, not a full bar, um, and he would pick up chicks, take them back home, go, look, here's some free booze and angel dust and all-night parties. All you have to do in return is dress up like a nun and spend the day on the streets of New York begging and panhandling. Now, were they were they hooking as well? Was that the whole thing? It's, were they soliciting as well? Look, it's unsure, so I don't want to say yes. Still, cheeky, I reckon cheeky wristy. We're about to, yeah, I mean, you know, what's the risk? None. Sorry, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Where are we up to? So he went round and he found... Uh, Women, right? Yeah. Disillusion 
And there was so, also... So were they, were they sort of homeless women? Were they sort of well-to-do? As you said, there's not a lot of info out there about it, right? No, but a lot of them were kind of vulnerable. There's stories of people whose mothers had just died or they'd just moved to New York for things and, um, you know, were having a rough time of it. So there were people that would appreciate a roof over their heads, yeah. uh, a I mean, shitload of PCP and something to do all day. While on that PCP, that's right. So um, we've got the the. This is New York in the what late sixties, early seventies. Yeah, it's a rough place. That's right, and we've got and Brooklyn in particular, and they've got. Look at us talking about it like we know. Um, so on the ground, I was floor, there in sixty three, and uh, <laughs> you'd really tell us starting to go downhill. You weren't even a single cell organism. You weren't a um, glimmer in the milkman's eye. Nah, a milkman. <laughs> Fucking dare to dream. I feel like I need to apologise to your mother. Um, yeah, Milkman's too good for your mother. Wow, I'm awful. Wow. That's not making it in. Um, <laughs> it's like it's like Gary's right here next to me, <laughs> spiritually. <laughs> so in this four-story townhouse, he's preaching apparently on the ground floor. Well, he had a doctorate. That's right, so he in could. theology. But there's no evidence... Well, there's no reporting that I could find about what the actual principles of his faith were. But there's so little information. And I mean, this is this is what I was sort of talking about before, where the, the realms of yeah, <laughs> cult and just Just scammer. Scammer sort of cross over. But I mean, and and that's the thing, it's it's such a mystery. It'd be so interesting to know. The the law obviously did become involved. Yeah. And and he was sort of I, I'm sort of jumping the gun a little bit here, mm. but but they sort of didn't do anything about it. And I mean what kind of he sort was, of social sort of thing is going on that yeah. you can kind of get away with this in the middle of a city, you know. What so I mean? he's a flashy guy. Yeah. And we could talk the talk, I guess, right? I hate to I hate to say it, but also at that time and because he was a black guy. And probably about 90% of the women he was recruiting by picking them up and taking them back and going, here you go, here's a place to sleep, here's some drugs, here's some booze. black women, I suppose. Exactly. So I think one of the reasons there's not a lot of information is because it wasn't a a part of the city that made made the news a Mm. lot. Um, It was kind of a forgotten, neglected area, which is... I mean, it's fucked up, but that's one of the reasons. Preaching on the ground floor and then there's everyone living on the floors above and apparently he had a sign on the door saying doctor and physicologist, metaphysics and theology. And they reckon he taught classes every Wednesday at 8.30. I don't know what those classes were. AM or PM? Look, probably PM. Don't ask. (laughs) But he claimed to have the power of healing. So I think with the Pentecostal stuff, I think that there's yeah, a lot of the classic the faith healing sort of stuff. Hands on Jesus, their forehead and Satan out. <laughs> but I find that stuff really interesting. That's a, but I mean that the Pentecostal stuff is more associated with sort of southern, well, southern Baptist sort of stuff as well. Down, down I, would, I would agree, but I don't know enough. Um, so yeah, that was the big sort of lay hands on. Fuck yes. Uh, actually, the, the music is fantastic. Like yes, but um, 
your listeners should look up. There's some great stuff on uh, YouTube of uh, sort of the, the classic TV evangelical preachers <sighs> from like the 70s and 80s. I fucking love them. Like James Brown and Blues Brothers. I hate to bring it up again. Yeah, 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 yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah, yeah. Um, but with his, with, with his power of healing, apparently DeVernon Legrand said, and I'm just going to do it with my broad Australian accent because mm. Mm, it's too fraught, he says, I don't charge no salary for this. I lay my hands on you and you recover. For that, you give me a blessing. And by blessing, he meant Hand a job. shitload of cash. Oh. <laughs> Tomato, tomato. <laughs> Can you do it in the voice though? Oh, you're not really. We're not oh, allowed not. to do that anymore. This is are a we? no accent podcast. A no accent podcast, which oh, okay. is has been a struggle throughout. What if the accent though was was something like this? <laughs> I don't charge no. <laughs> I my brain was gonna go if he tries to do like Mr. T. I don't know how to react. What do you know? And that's all I know about his actual religious things. Although I found there's a forum, there's an online forum called The Brooklynian, and it's just people from Brooklyn talking about Brooklyn. Brooklyn. And so it's not just a clever name. One, yeah. <laughs> bonus. Um, and there's a thread on there about the Legrand family because, really? as we'll discover, there are lots and lots of people in the Legrand family. The extended Legrand family is discussed and there's vague references because the Legrand family is so extensive to populating the earth uh, with holy people. But basically... But they all do that, don't they? They all much, want to do that. Pretty much. Yeah. But there's all... They all just want to fuck. I mean, it's there, and yeah. because God says it's for making babies only, it's like, great, let's make babies. Yeah, yeah. So 222 Brooklyn Avenue, a lot of Devon and Legrand's descendants still live there, and it's still the You're subject. No, I, I thought I read something that about that it was abandoned. No, their, their other property, because he made – that much money from all these fake nuns panhandling in the streets that he was able to buy another property in the Catskills Mountains in New York State, I think. Yeah, Um, let's let's go with that. Any corrections, zealotpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much. Um, (laughs) And that was like it's a 58 acres summer retreat and that's now abandoned. Yeah, right. But the actual house in Brooklyn Still happening. Still there. Still the grand in it. That's that's amazing. Um, and do you think he knew then? Like, I mean, for a confidence trickster, like, I guess he would have played on the fact that I was like, man, cops aren't gonna fucking come here and do what I want, you know? He had a, and as we'll discover when we go through some of his arrests and crimes, he had a remarkable talent. For getting away with way stuff. out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, part of that is apparently because of an intense policy of uh, threatening witnesses. But, eh. Look, potato, potato. You when know, you, like. When you try to keep yourself in gold trousers, yeah, yeah, you yeah. have to make certain concessions. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Yeah. 
So, but I like the, this Catskills retreat that um, he took everyone for summer camps in because, you know, you got to get out of the Brooklyn heat. You do. Oh, that was something I would, if I could do a Brooklyn accent, I would say, you got to get out of it. I want Rosie Perez in here to say. Oh, I, I actually know. I'll call her up right now. Yeah, thanks so much. Get the fuck <laughs> out of here. Fuck. <laughs> At this acreage in the Catskills, and I got this quote from an encyclopedia of modern serial killers, which is a great little bedtime story. And when he bought the acreage in the Catskills, it says, over the next eight years, state police received steady complaints from the neighbours alleging child abuse and health violations, wild parties and indiscriminate gunfire. Well, it's not a party without indiscriminate gunfire. Is there any better kind of gunfire? <laughs> I ask you. A lot of a lot of people uh, like their gunfire discriminant. <laughs> Taylor. I say I say pooter discriminant gunfire. Fi. <laughs> are we working on a second T-shirt? Yeah, I think we are. <laughs> a pox on your discriminant gunfire. A pox on your discriminant gunfire. Someone make me the T-shirt. Done. Because of the wild parties and all that sort all of the, thing, the, yeah, the, the, uh, the police were called a little bit. And during one police raid, they found 11 women who mm-hmm. all claimed to be his wives. Mm-hmm. Seven of them were pregnant and 47 children. They found 47 children. 47 children in a four-storey townhouse who all looked a little bit like Devandon. Can I just say, can I picture Ryan? Barney. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as I read that, I thought, Barney from better. The Simpsons Yours donating his sperm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what a beautiful baby boy. I just boy. saw tiny, tiny little, little Richards in nappies. It was considering the subject I matter. I moustaches. <laughs> I'm picturing it with little mustaches. Those little pencil It's not funny. It was horrific. It was horrific. But, we, you know, we do what we can. Okay. Well, what I want to know was, did anything happen after that raid? Yes. Yes, it did. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Before we go into the desperately bad stuff, he had quite a good system with the fake nuns thing that where they were sent out mm. to panhandle. And, again, the... Um, the can you, can you give a definition of panhandling for those at home that might not know what that means? Begging. So the crime... I was really looking for something a little bit more interesting <laughs> than that, but you've answered it, so you may continue. That's... Look, I'm efficient. Yeah. Um, so dressed up as nuns in black habits, and, this, and the Crime Reads article says, clutching tambourines to their bosoms. Uh, maybe one of the T-shirts can just be a tam- picture of a tambourine on the chest. And they'd solicit around Times Square department stores. Better idea. Like Women's natives. t-shirts, two tambourines. <gasps> two tambourines. Oh, no. What's on the men's t-shirts? Just a piece of Probably shit. Probably a dead baby. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and lots of subway stations. And do you know they're still doing it? You're kidding me. Descendants of Deverne and Legrand are still dressing up as nuns. One was busted as recently as 2010, but apparently it's still happening Still fake nuns out there living at 222 Brooklyn Avenue begging for money. My God. I know. It's like it's a weirdly you could almost be proud of that legacy. Well, well, now, this is what was sort of I was 
Almost Again, 50 years about, of so this the difference, bullshit. The difference between cult and murderer, well, you've got Longevity. this cult of personality that is this, I mean, they're still doing it. He's not even around. Yeah. David Koresh sort of fucking lit up and everyone sort of kind of gave up on the whole idea. But Do you know David Koresh's real name is Vernon? Yeah. I'm just pausing to let that sink in. Yeah. When the nuns went out, they were allowed to keep all but $5 of what they collected. Yeah. So, so they had to, it's like yeah, tithing. They kicked back, yeah. Yeah. And they earned, did I say this already? They earned about 250000 a year. 250000 pounds In the 70s. Jesus Christ. And I think that's what the church earned. So the nuns, in inverted commas, earned more than that. So, I mean, I guess you, you This is what, how he could a, afford this Catskills place. Bit of an insight as to why they stuck around, you know? Yeah, well, that's the thing. They're earning money. They've got a place to stay. They've got these beautiful habits. <laughs> also some terrible ones. Um, and But the Catskills property, Legrand paid for it. In rolls of coins. Oh, in coins. In coins. He took so them out of a sock. not just cash. <laughs> took them out of a sock. Oh, Pay my God. It. Imagine, like, that's what I mean about the swag. He rocked up there in his gold pants, <laughs> in his cream-coloured Cadillac. One. He opened. <laughs> Two. He opened Three. the boot and he just paid. Oh, sorry, I wasn't doing it in the voice. One. <laughs> Two. He paid in coins for a house. And land. That's the Sydney dream. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> but because there were 46 goddamn children in this house and only four stories, he had them in these tiny, tiny little rooms and according to some sources, in cages. Oh, my goodness. But I think he did give them soap and toothpaste. Didn't they? President Trump. My water dish is empty. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how to feel. So that's the nice, believe it or not. Believe it or not. The nice side. So, you know. um, Of Devon and You know, holy man, um, dedicated to family and community. And and admittedly Um, foggy belief systems. uh, You know, dedicated father. And that's the end of the podcast. No. <laughs> no. It is the end of the podcast if you're squeamish or don't like violence against women. Strap yourself in. <laughs> <laughs> Why were you sitting tall in that chair, Joe? Because of the cork. It's probably about time that we talked about ah. the, the crime. Yeah, I'm done with being nice to DeVernon. Let's get into the shitty things he did. I don't think we've been particularly kind, but, you know, it's, yeah. But, well, uh, that makes I think the last thing I said was buckle up or strap in or something. <laughs> something. Thank you for not saying strap on. Oh, allow me, and please step yep. in at any time, yep. to catalogue DeVernon Legrand's crimes. Have we just got a list now? Have you just got a list? We do. Yeah, okay, all right, here we go. I'm going to start. This is a doozy. In 1946, so he was, what, 22, something like that. 
He was arrested for failing to carry his draft card. What a badass. Yeah. That was the I first mean, of many. I mean, alarm bells should have been ringing at this stage. Oh, certainly in 1947 when he was busted for attempted rape. He beat the charge. I don't have any details. In 1953, he was arrested with some other people for solicitation and fraud. So this is, this is pre-doctorate. Am I correct? Look, this is around doctorate time. Uh, in 1965, mm. he was arrested on charges of kidnapping, assault, marijuana possession and firearms pose- possession. So this is the raid where they found 11 wives and 47, yep, 47 children. children. So he's well into it by now. But weirdly, after that and after all those charges... The witnesses, who may have been threatened extensively... May or may not have been, yeah. ...didn't testify. Hmm, So the charges didn't stick. So he was like, sweet, I'll go back home to my well-known address. Then, 1968, we're getting there. Then. Police accused him of snatching a 23-year-old woman from her home and assaulting and raping her. That woman's name was Kathleen Kennedy... And she didn't testify because she was convinced slash threatened not to, to such an extent that she ended up marrying DeVernon and having two of his children. Oh, my God. I'm just going to take this opportunity to say to people that if someone rapes you, I reckon... Don't say, yes, I'll marry you. No. I know that that's, it's different for every person, but it's really important that you don't. But it's sort of manipulation at its most insidious and its most masterful. Like yeah. it's I can, there's part of me, I know this sounds ridiculous, and I'm sure this would uh, be the case in a number of different sort of cults, Jesus, you'd love to be there for the conversation. Oh my God, so Wouldn't much! Wouldn't you just love to be a fly on the wall to hear what he said? Also, like to, to just say, yes, them also, of no, no, you don't want to, you, you don't want to. No, babe, it's fine. You don't want to, you know, you don't want to do why, that. Why, why do this instead. I think, I think actually, you love me. So, the, so we're talking about, you know, he snatches women from the street. It's a few assault charges. Look, he's got 47 kids in this four-storey place. There's going to be a I love it. I love it. We're like, oh, there's a couple of assaults, but you don't yeah. want to hear about those. A few child assault, child abuse things, whatevs. Um, but then people kind of start to go missing. Yeah. Again, from the stellar Crime Reads article, there was the 1970 disappearance of Ernestine Timmons, the same woman who had accused Legrand of assault several years before. Her irate father went to the Brooklyn Avenue townhouse to confront Legrand, armed with a pistol. Legrand took several bullets to his body, but he survived the onslaught. Another member of the church did not. Timmons remained missing, as did others. So not only can Legrand avoid conviction, he can also avoid dying by gunshot. And now is the time where women start going missing. Legrand had a lot of children. and Did he? Yes. And by this point, some of them are old enough to start 
and this is really, you this know, is, so touching in a family sense. Move into the family. Committing crimes getting alongside Getting into the family him. business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In 1975, along with his then 20-year-old son, Naconda, fantastic name, Legrand was convicted of kidnapping and rape and bribery. And he got a sentence of five to 15 years in prison while his son got off easily with an eight-year prison term. Just a cheeky eight years. Isn't that cute when Christmas happens in jail with your family (laughs) around you? Christmas comes but once a year. (laughs) And De Vernon comes considerably more often than that. Again, like it's it's the psychology of it that I find really interesting. You know what I mean? Like, so he and his son, it's not you're not going to commit uh you're not enrolling your son in the family business and you're a, a thief, you know, and they knock over wealthy houses, you yeah, know. None of that cool family or, stuff. Or or, you know, bank bank jobs, you know yeah. what I mean? Like we, we, we heist banks, you know what I mean? This is no, rape no, no, no. And like kidnapping. H- how do you justify that but then i'm like i'm working off the assumption that the son is of sound mind because well, then he, you're because it's difficult it. to be seen amongst when you're one of 47 brothers and sisters true so he's on all these charges for rape and kidnapping and what have you yeah witnesses generally don't testify because they've been robustly threatened by devernon However, there's two sisters. One of them was That's Burns. right. That there was two yeah. that finally, yeah. One was uh, his daughter-in-law and her sister. So Gladys and Yvonne Rivera. And they were all set up to testify for the kidnapping. Yeah. But then they disappeared. And this is bad shit. So eventually they were found in a lake. Next to the Catskills property. Coincidence? You be the judge. Uh, I'm just going to spoil that and go, it was no fucking coincidence whatsoever. Spoiler alert, it wasn't. So he'd killed them at the Brooklyn Avenue townhouse. And at the time, he had a house full of followers. And they were in one room singing hymns to drown out the sound of him and his son Stephen basically stomping the sisters to death. Did you say Stephen? I said Stephen. So we had uh, De Vernon. Yeah. Naconda. Yeah. And Steve. And Stephen, I think, yeah, maybe... Maybe Devernon had run out of creativity. I was about to say there was 47 of them, so was Stephen maybe a little bit yeah. down there? I want to know the name of I want to know, number know 47. The name of all 47. 47 was probably number 47. <laughs> Your steak and chips are ready. But this is, it's so. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, think, I think if you had 47 kids. Imagine. You'd be, you'd be waiting for two for one night, wouldn't you? <laughs> Imagine your four-wheel drive. Like, you know, I think this is a good juncture <laughs> to talk about the rising prices of f- food in pubs in, in Sydney. I disagree. Imagine the sound of music, but instead of, what was his name? Instead Georg, of Georg, yeah. it's Devernon. 
Imagine how long the so long farewell song would have taken with 47 oh, children. <laughs> so long farewell, I'll be to say goodbye. But adieu, 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 adieu. Fuck those guests would have just gone home. I always liked Uncle Max. He was a he was a good character. Because he was like a scammer. Him. You like the scammer. Yeah. So the sisters. This is the beginning of Devon and Legrand's downfall. Undoing. Because not only did he kind of announce to his congregation what he'd done, because he said he kind of used it as a threat to any other cult members that questioned him or wanted to testify against him. He said, you all remember Gladys, daughter or no daughter, because she was his daughter-in-law, you'll join the bitch. You know what I do with bitches? I burn them. So for anyone that still thinks Devernon is a straight-up, stand-up, cool guy, yeah, yeah. uh, because what he did, he got his caretaker, Frankie, Ah. Uh, he went, can you help me with these plastic garbage bins, please, full of bags of stuff? Do, uh, and, Frank, um, just before we go out, <laughs> uh, hey, oh, Frank, yeah, Devernon, what's yeah. up? Just need a little bit of help. Um, can you help me with these? Uh, pop these in the boot of your car? Uh, can you just get a really oh, oh not not a problem at all, Devernon. De That's no problems at yeah. all. Thanks, thanks very much, Frank. Hey, Frankie, Frank, can you? Um... I'll just stop you there. Yeah. Do me a favour. Mm. What? What's that? Don't look inside them. Yeah. Can you also help me drive them up to the Catskills? And oh, see that metal bathtub there? Let's pop pop the contents of the bins in there. What's the bathtub full of? Acid, but. It, well, it was as you're pulling those bags out, it's like, mm. oh, look, I know that looks like Gladys's head, but it, that's only because it's Gladys's head. <laughs> uh, let's pop it in the bathtub, let's add some accelerant, and let's burn that. Yeah. It's awful, and he's an asshole, and I hate him. Mm. Frankie decided that was enough, and he absolutely testified against Vernon Legrand. And. Then it came out that Legrand had killed his first wife and his second wife. Mm, And so while he was actually convicted of killing four people, there were about 20 people that went missing from the cult and nobody knows where they were. Do do we know the sort of... Do we know? Do we have any information about the circumstances under which they were killed? Like, were they sort of threatening to go to the police? Were they sort of threatening to leave? Do we know about any of those? The only evidence we have is that De Vernon Legrand was an asshole. Yeah, that that is. I mean, it's compelling. That is self evident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's possibly responsible for around twenty murders. And I'm kind of glad that he died in jail. I mean, not all that long ago. No, it was... 2002? 2002. Yeah. But the church is still operating as St. Joseph's Church of Christ and Home. So they've changed their saints. 
Yeah, but they didn't even go that far. No. From they, they just went from N to S. From yeah. St. John, was it? Yeah. To, to St. St. Joseph. Joseph. They just went the next one down the, the line. the next one in the alphabet. Yeah, yeah. And as recently as 2010, a fake nun was busted collecting. Like, it's still happening. But what's what's fascinating is we don't have, unlike a lot of other cults, and and this like unlike a lot of other cults, uh, where you have a sort of charismatic leader that is more than happy to tell you about their fucking weirdo spiritual beliefs, we don't really have any here. We don't really have any because his whole thing was scamming. Raping and murdering and it just, it's weird that society still doesn't like people talking about that. No, but yeah, like what's weird is like we can honestly say um, that you got me on here for the dud cult. Like I appreciate that <laughs> because all your famous friends cancelled. <laughs> but, but you know what? I'm happy. You know why? Because all the other famous cults, all the cults that people know about, right, aren't cults anymore. But they had actual beliefs but that drew had, people in. Well, they had actual beliefs that drew people in, but they're not cults anymore. Yeah. This one is still one. This one's still going. This one's still going Without based on what? Based on what is I still don't know, but they talk a lot about God. And released now from jail from his rape conviction, Naconda. Mm-hmm. With the help from his brother, Quimenta, still run this. And I don't feel good. In fact, I feel a little dirty, but I spent a bit of time on both Naconda and Quimenta's Facebook pages. You're kidding me. You, you found did. them. I did. They're still on there. Quimenta has been doing this thing in late June where he plays a game called Who's That Beauty? And basically every day he posts a photo of one of the female Legrands and says, who's that beauty? And people are responding with things like, oh, that's my that's my cousin Shauna or whatever. And it's just this weird stream of pictures of women that are all part of the Legrand family. It's, up, it's unsettling and I me? feel a bit dirty. Continuing in, in the I present. I like to research a lot and follow every link and I'm not incredibly happy about following that one. Whoa. Yeah. But even 1977, because so De Vernon was, and this is where I mentioned earlier, it's like was he a pimp? In 1977, because uh, De Vernon was arrested, tried in 75, 76, from a new, 1977 newspaper call. News? Did you say newspaper call? I said newspaper call and I love it. A newspaper article. On Sunday I read my newspaper call. <laughs> a newspaper article or, for short, newspaper call. Newspaper call. It's about his sons being raided for a suspected kidnapping mm-hmm. and it says of six other women in the apartment, two were pregnant and three That's were right. holding babies. Police said, adding that business cards reading dial a doll with the apartment phone number were found nearby. 
So there might have been a dialer doll service. So I think the pimp accusation of earlier might, might be, be relevant. But, okay, so DeVernon was in jail and he came up for parole. He was always refused parole. But I found a great thing that during his 2001 parole hearing, he was still insisting that he was innocent. So he's never admitted anything. And this is from a 2002 New York Times article. He says, I was a minister and I liked a lot of women, he told the parole commissioners interviewing him at the Shawagunk. Look, I'm going to cut that out. (laughs) He told parole commissioners (laughs) where he's confined. But he said he had nothing to do with that woman, referring to the rape victim. He blamed the sister's killings on the husband of one of them and his own wife's killing. She's in Africa, he said. She left and went to Africa. Don't you hate it when your wife... The story of my life. ...that might testify, when one of your wives who might testify against Takes you... Takes a sudden trip to just Africa. Just moves to Africa. For oh, all this time? That's a good newspaper call. <laughs> Shut up. Also, I love it. So he never admitted it. He never admitted it. It's insane. Again, like, what's that? Okay, so now if that's blown my mind that uh, to this day it's now entered the world of Facebook, like one Mate, of his descendants. They're still living in the house? They're on Facebook. They're still running a sort of church. How? And there are still nuns out there asking for money. How? Because. Wow. It's the city that never sleeps, Jeremy. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. But no one Googled Please. anything? Like, you know what I mean? Like. People, look, they're busy with other things. But I insane. think, look. We might be up to the bit where it's just random facts. Random, random, random facts. I'm talking random facts. I'm talking random facts about cults and that. Cults and that. That is the most perfect thing I've ever heard. Oh. Is there anything that you read that uh, we haven't really covered? Because I can jump in. i got bugger all. Frankie Holman, the caretaker. Yeah. Who helped Legrand dispose of the bodies. He joined the church after leaving his job as an autopsy assistant with the Brooklyn Medical Examiner. The only way is up, (laughs) baby. (laughs) But he was asked to help after the bodies were already chopped up. Waste of resources. Yes, exactly. Is that the final T-shirt? Just a thing saying waste of resources. Waste. I would wear that T-shirt. I really don't think that should be the T-shirt. Also, and I might even click through the link to show you, you can buy the transcript of Legrand's court case on eBay for 32 bucks. Oh, actually, I do have a random fact. What's that? Uh, Legrand, uh, Deverna Legrand is 100% the holy mortifying spit of the... Chicago blues harmonica player Junior Wells. Um, no, I have to look that up. So, 
please. I might put it on the Facebook page if I find it if correct. If you find one. Maybe we'll put Junior Wells next to Little Richard. So I think really after all the really not a lot of time spent on the cult but a lot of time spent on the rape and kidnapping and murder, so random facts dispense. Yeah. I really feel, apart from shame on you, DeVernon, and you're an asshole, DeVernon, and how dare you, DeVernon. And you're dead, DeVernon. Yeah. I really think there's little left to say except how do you solve a problem like DeVernon? <laughs> a flippity-gibbet. A, a will of the wisp Join a cult. <laughs> Don't join a cult. Thank you for Don't that. Don't join a cult. Excellent advice, and thank you for joining pleasure to be here thank you for having me yeah you've been listening to zealot produced by me joe thornley currently not dressed as a nun my co-host for this episode was jeremy davidson a real smooth mother superior further reading and pictures of little richard can be found on the zealot facebook page and music is by the everglades an airline upgrade in human form amen cults <laughs>